huge topic of conversation on last week's episode was, is the rivalry back? Is the Leafs-Habs rivalry back? Before we answer that, i just like to say, we were like a week early on that. Yeah, we were way early yeah, on that. All I've heard for, since the Monday night game against the Canucks ended was the rivalry. The original six rivalry. The return of the rivalry. And I'm like, oh, if you want to talk rivalry, you go check out episode 75 of the Talking Buds podcast. We were all over that. We were there before everyone else was. We were on that rivalry. And the views on YouTube and the interaction, it's, uh, it says that uh, we were there first and people are interested. So people, they hopped on our train. Yeah, people love a little Leafs-Habs talk. Yeah, especially when you're vying for number one in the division. You got a big game, two of ten, as we heard 78,000 times tonight. So, this was the second straight game where I don't think the Leafs played particularly well for 60 minutes, yet scored their way out of it and pick up a W and pick up the W. And that's all that matters right now is 11, two. And when's the last time the Leafs were 11, two and one and atop the, not atop the Canadian division atop the league. And don't give me the NHL divisions and they're just playing in one division. They're the tops in the league tops in their division, 11, two and one. And no matter how you're doing it, and it, it gets it gets me going too when they they're winning these games too, and they're eleven two and one, and everybody just tries to throw a stat in my face about this guy's five on five play and this guy's lack of production, this guy's possession numbers. Throw another analytic at me. The only thing that matters is I'm scratching. I'm scratching my eyes out of like, just like I'm exhausted at this very same topic. The only thing that matters is the record. And you want to talk about tonight, a game where they did not particularly play their best game. And guess what? They won. They came out with a W. They found a way for their depth scoring to come through and to beat the Montreal Canadiens, who are all the most depth-filled hockey team you've ever seen in your entire. We roll four lines. Just I'm Claude asked, Julian. Yeah. Oh, four lines. Oh, the cool, same. Bud. The same. Uh, the same YouTube clip you were talking about. We received um, uh, criticism about you last week saying the Habs didn't have scoring depth. Oh, but the yeah. Leafs have. Yeah, I, I I made a little little comment. You can go back and look at it. That. The Leafs have more scoring than the Habs, but the Habs have more depth and some Jamoke had the gall to come at me about the Habs being the top goal scoring team in the National Hockey League. Tonight, you're, fi- you're fired up. You're in promo cutting mode right yeah, now. Yeah. Tonight, you're fired up right the now. The Leafs scored 4 goals, the Habs scored 2. Yeah. And so the- who's got the scoring depth now? And Check back the last couple of years, and I'll go into my little nerd mode here. Check the last couple of years. The Leafs have outscored the Habs for the last four to five years. So don't give me that. Don't give me this. I'm all popped up over 10 games. The Leafs are one of the best goal scoring teams in the National Hockey League. I don't care what anybody says. I like that. Like when you when you really get into promo mode, you even put your hand on the mic. Mm-hmm. 
and you're like, exactly. yeah, I'm like, always fishing around here. Do I grab it like this? Do I grab it like that? You, do I, I don't I just... know if anyone noticed, like you're talking and my mic stands a little wobbly. So I'm like casually like, cause I'm talking to you and it's just like, well, you got to so get a better I'm mic stand. I'm then. sitting here like, yeah, this is uh is that the $12 Amazon the $12 special. $12 Amazon special. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. I think mine's like the 20 bucks special. Yeah. So it's amazing what $8 well, can do yeah, in the Amazon world. Can do. Anyways. So. Yeah, they didn't play great for, I want to say, two periods. But they did what they did the other night against the Canucks. It's just they kind of just went, all right, we're going to score some goals now. And that is what separates this team. Yeah, and it, it, tonight was phenomenal. Like, all all promo cutting aside, it's when you get goals from Hall, Dermott, Mikheyev, like, that's how, that's how you win hockey games when your best guys aren't going or when you're not playing your best hockey. And it's just... That is so exciting to see that they're fine. They wouldn't normally scoring come through. Like, that's just what, what else could you ask for? Like, it's just, it's, it's a great sign. I mean, 60 minutes. Could we ask for a full 60 minutes? Every, t- I feel like you could ask every hockey team for a full 60 minutes, you know, like, at the end of the day, the end goal is is winning a round, getting far into the playoffs, actually going for a run. 11-2-1 is all great on paper, but really the playoffs, the end game. But for now, like we're only dealing with what we've seen so far, and I'm just going to gloat because every single Habs fan has just been on me yeah, about the depth yeah. and the scoring ability and Mark Bergevin's guns and his flow and how good he looks he does, sitting up on the uh, press he box. Does, he, right. He, he does look like a million bucks sitting up there though. And, and he looks like, as like good looking as your general manager there, might is be. There, is there a GM in the league with better salad than Mark? Bergevin? No, absolutely no. not. No. But at the end of the day, there is nothing. Yeah. I love more. And I'm sure I can speak for you as well than seeing the Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens. Well, especially because um, Habs Nation is is that is that even what they're called? I don't know. Habs Nation has been particularly annoying this year. Absolutely, and and like the Canadian hockey media, and like myself included. Like I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit here and throw stones. Like I've even sat here a few times on this show and been like, man, the Habs are looking good. The Habs are looking impressive, and this has really gone to. Canadians fans heads yeah because yeah they've been particularly and dude watch aggressive watch, watch the broadcast far. like everyone's all over them and they're a great team and and I could sit here and be analyst guy sports radio guy tv analyst dude and talk about the Habs are good this the Habs are good there the D's big Shea Weber Carey Price but at the end of the day look at the walls here that's a Maple Leaf sign right there. We're Maple Leafs fans. This is the Talking Buds podcast. And I don't like the Montreal Canadiens at the end of the day. I'm going to be honest with you. So anytime the Leafs cannot put in a full 60 and beat them with Ilya Mikheyev, the yeah. suit man who can't get a goal. Mikheyev, Dermot, Hyman, Hole. Perfect. Yeah, I know. There you go. Yeah, I know. There who's you got, go. Who's got the scoring depth now? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. So back at it again on Saturday night. You, you got to expect the Habs. The Habs randomly have a game in the middle. 
Like, what is with the scheduling? Like, I thought everything everybody was going to play series against one another. I know they just got a random Euler game. I guess I haven't checked the Euler schedule, but maybe they're kind of heading let's, over to the. Let's check the Euler schedule to the right Ontario now. side of things for some. It seems like everybody's played the Ottawa Senators. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems like every single team in this division has had at least like a two gamer with the Senators. So the Oilers, oh no, it's, yeah. So the Oilers are like at the Senators last night. Then they play the Habs tomorrow for a one gamer, and then they're off for two against the Winnipeg Jets. That's right because they. That's a random game. Yeah, that's that a, random a random game, game thrown in there. Yeah, that is a random game thrown in there. Well, the first game against the Habs was like a one-off. Yeah, but you can kind of see that with proximity. Yeah. It's like, why would a Western team come all the way to Montreal to then go to Winnipeg? These are questions that you have to ask the NHL scheduling department. And I will cut them a break because this is not particularly the easiest no. season to schedule. And do you ever think about that? I think of like, I would like, what an overwhelming job that must be. I wonder if it's like a computer thing. Oh, you got to take, oh, usually when you're making a schedule, you got to take into account the concert schedule, the the other team playing That's exactly your, what I mean. Yeah. The well, other team and playing this year, in your None building? of that's a factor, but still you're still managing travel during a pandemic, but I will give credit to this North division team and this country. In fact, that we even had a COVID protocol situation for any team in this country so far. Every Meanwhile, time I go oh, on oh my God, Oh my God, man. Yeah. It's bad. It's every, bad. Every time I go on the Sportsnet app or the Score app or like, whatever, the, like it's just the, postponed. Uh, the a Canadian team is going to win the Stanley Cup this year because by the time we get there, <laughs> there won't be any American teams left. Yeah, it's it's pretty shocking. It's pretty shocking. But I like how it's going to be interesting to see what they do with with points percentage or or like is that how they're going to do it? Because I don't know if you're going to get all these games in based on all this postponement. Like, it's not like baseball where you can throw in the seven inning double headers whenever you can. I They might have to work off a points percentage. Imagine you did. Imagine they were just like, we're going to throw in, like we're going to play like the old school hockey period tournament. And a half. Yeah. Well, they could do the old school, like minor hockey league tournament, go up on Friday, play the game. Then you got two on Saturday, two on Sunday. What do you think of my, uh, every week when we do the show, I'm always fiddling around with a pen or something. And so, and I was cleaning the basement out this week and i came across this uh leaves mini stick and i'm like maybe i'll just sit here like like i'm on the bench like <laughs> i i well, i'm just waiting to get a net down here and a and a, and a blue ball yeah I have a serious blue ball or as we call it as a That's kid a serious yeah. because we didn't know how to say it correctly yeah I have a series um so the leafs are the best team in this division i i wait they, they have the the best team on paper tonight again, didn't play well. They still have more scoring depth. I'm sorry if that upsets you Montreal Canadiens fans, but that's, that's just the way it is. I I'm, I will say I, I, I was a little hot off the start of the episode, but I'm very little. happy. A little, I'd say a little, you haven't seen me blow the top just yet, <laughs> but I'm pretty happy that it it does confirm that it is a rivalry to come off what we talked about last week and what every single person's been talking about this week. Thanks for stealing our content, by the way, is that I'm starting to hate the Montreal Canadians because they are 
as good as the Leafs are in terms of points and, and they're right up there and their fans just piss me off. Oh my goodness. They think they're the best. Don't bring up 93. Don't break up 1974. I don't care about that. We're living in 2021 and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of the Leafs beating the Montreal Canadiens every time they yeah. play this season. It I is, am sorry. It is, it is, it is quite nice. Oh, it's phenomenal. Um, all right, moving away from that, because we've got lots more Montreal Canadian games, and I'm sure there's no way the Leafs are going to beat them all 10 times. No, the, so I'm just going to yeah, bask yes, in it now. Yeah, so bask in it now. And, and sure, we'll, Saturday, yeah, I'll who, sound like a bit of a dink. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen on, on Saturday. There, there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Ever since this show started, I have been very open about my opinion that Austin Matthews has the potential to be a lot of people, myself included already think he is the greatest Maple Leaf of all time, but I think he's the greatest Maple Leaf of all time. And he certainly, if he, and if, and if you don't share that opinion, he certainly has, if you, if you can't sit here and say that he doesn't have the potential to be, I don't know what you're watching. You're going to argue with grandpa about that yeah, one. Oh no, yeah. no one your right, age, my right. age, or even the generation above us. You got to, you got to fight with grandpa about that one. So one of the things I've said through the first two years that we did this show was I, I was waiting for him to take, like we, we knew he was an elite scorer. We knew he was an elite talent. We knew like an elite offensive talent, but I was saying he needs to take that next step. And what I meant by that is he needs to get in that heart trophy conversation. He needs to be in the same sentence as Connor McDavid, as Sidney Crosby, as Kucherov, Leon Dreisaitl, yeah. as like, like the, the elite in the game. Right. And so everything you saw this off season was that he was spending time with Connor McDavid working on his body he seemed to really he seemed to really go to another level with his like fitness regime and he is in the heart trophy conversation thus far into the season his improvement in his 200 foot game and i never like i never thought he was horrific defensively he definitely had to improve but for me it's the physicality that he's added to his game and like, and all the stuff that like we could sit here and talk all day about his ability to shoot the puck. For me, that goes, that goes without saying like when you think Austin Matthews, you think elite goal, he's the scoring. best wrist shot yeah. in the league. I, that's my he's the best wrist shot I've ever seen. Yeah. Like uh, Ovi's got the one time or Ovi's got a great shot, but in terms of just pure wrist shot ability, he might have the best wrist shot in the league right now. So give me your opinion, because I think that if he keeps going, if he keeps putting together the season he's currently putting together, he should absolutely be in the Hart Trophy conversation. What makes, I think about Austin Matthews' game, and at the end of the day, you look at his statistics at the end of the season, and there's it's going to be a goal-heavy season. It's going to be 40 to 50 goals a year, which is worth a ton in this league. But when you think of a Hart Trophy winner, like what do you think of? You think of a guy that has over a hundred points, usually a team that makes the playoffs. And when you think of Austin Matthews, you think of goals, you don't think of point totals. So I think with him 
scoring so many. He's got to score a lot of goals. He's got the up his point totals. But like what you just said with this 200 foot game, if you add that in as well, even being in like a Selkie conversation, which is going to be hard because you got your Ryan O'Reilly's and your Patrice Bergeron's, but it's, it's, can you, he's never going to be McDavid in terms of the amount of assists he gets and point totals. But if you can get those goal totals up and you can prove to the whole league that you're lighter on your feet, you're more physical and you're a better 200 foot game. Is that enough to get a heart trophy? If I can, if I can, I, it, it's so, it is like you just highlighted the stats factor. And that is important. Like you can't, you can't win the heart trophy without having the stats. No, absolutely not. But I do wish like, if I can just like nerd out a bit and, and just make a football comparison. Okay. Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. No, 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 no. But listen, 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 Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP. Okay. He did. And yes, he had the stats to back it up. Like he had a career season. But I like the premise of MVP because the Green Bay Packers would be in the bottom of their division if he wasn't under center. The Toronto Maple Leafs would not be 11-2-1 right now if they did not have Austin Matthews. He is so valuable to the to the franchise and to the team and how they play. He changes everything. Everything and to the entertainment value. Oh god, dude, when he's the not in- entertainment value, that's also oh, a major my god, factor. Man. The one game that he sat out earlier this year because of his hand or whatever was hurt. I'm sitting there and I literally am just watching the game like this. It's just it's just <laughs> not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah, it's not. And and there's a jersey up on the wall that says Austin Matthews and shout out to my boy, Eric Starcevic, who is an absolute diehard talking buds listener and a legend. Cheers. Cheers, Eric. And he got me the hookup on a Jersey and he guys, he goes, well, who do you want? And and it wasn't even a yep. thought. Yeah. I love Morgan Riley. Yep. I, I love him. You do. You love Zach Hyman. I do love Zach Hyman. You take a bullet for Zach Hyman. I would. And yeah. I even honestly, Shoot me, but I also kind of like Freddie Anderson. Like, just, I know people don't like him, but I don't mind him. That's the first guy I thought of right there. The franchise. The number one overall pick. Who is just, in my opinion, has led up to every single expectation that's put, put on him since he's entered this league. He is an absolute goal scoring threat top five goal scoring threat in the national hockey league. And then this year you add on how, how much better he's skating and all the highlights of him coming back on D and, and on now they get all excited about the distance traveled statistic. He's number one every night. He's all over the ice. He's a, he's in his prime at a young age and he's a force and it's time for him to enter that MVP discussion, yes. like you just said, yes. and I think you're right. This year, it's happening. So, and and what where I was going with that uh, comparison is, I feel like um, when the NFL awards an MVP, like that's taken, they take that into consideration more than than they do when they award a Hart Trophy. Like, am I wrong? Do you think I'm wrong on that? 
I think they're two different. Uh, I think the the NFL is a little bit different because it's it's kind of like quarterback, like focused. Like usually the MVP. The point I'm trying to make is Matthews is so valuable. Oh, 100 percent. They like, don't have a number one center without no, him. Take no. Matthews out of the lineup. I like John Tavares, but Sheldon Keefe. I'll, I'll nerd out here. Go to the ice time and look how much ice time Matthews getting over Tavares this season. Sheldon Keefe agrees with you as well. Yes. Austin Matthews is touching up on 22, 23 let's a night. At, let's look at tonight. And John Tavares is kissing up on 17. He's Sheldon Keefe is proving your point more than anybody. He is putting him on the ice way more than everybody else. Austin Matthews, 2206. Look up Johnny boy. 15, 20. Now, now Tavares left the game for a little bit with the, but, but busted I, nose I've been checking every game. Tavares is around 17, 18 and, to, and Matthews is around 22, 23 a night. Yeah. Who Brody led the team in ice time tonight with 22, 27. Yeah. Who that's another guy. He's been playing pretty well for them. I will say, but it, it's just actually, no, that I'm lying. I'm lying to everybody's face. The guy who led the Leafs. And ice time tonight was Morgan Riley at 26, 24, 26, 26, 24 for Morgan Riley. There you go. Half Morgan. the game. I love Morgan Riley. Oh, oh man. This is a conversation. Legend. This is a conversation for another day, but like, we're, this is actually a good conversation topic as we get closer to the off season. But like, what do you do with him? Like, can the, I don't, can they pay him? I don't think they can. Well, it's going to be up to Morgan Riley to be a beauty yeah, and be like, I I need to be maybe I get a little bit of a raise, but we're not talking like eight million here. Do you want to piss off a, a huge contention of a huge contingent of Leafs Nation right now? Well, if it's the contingent that I don't like, then absolutely. Would you trade William Nylander just to give Morgan oh. Riley that money? I would trade William Nylander right now. <laughs> I purposely for, ask you that question <laughs> for a better dude. <laughs> Come on. Did we even mention his name tonight watching no, the game? No. Like, no, oh, no. Get out of here, no. Willie. How much how much ice time did Willie Nylander have? But 1540 for William Nylander. But I like what Sheldon Keefe is doing. He's establishing a top line. It's like I get that John Tavares signed a big deal and he's been a great player in this league for 10 years, but there is the, like what you said, there is an MVP on this team and he's 34. He plays on the number one line and he's the top center and he's by far the most dangerous goal scoring threat for this hockey team. And yeah. and Sheldon Keefe is proving it right now that he is the guy he wants on the ice more than anybody else. All right. Well, let's take a look at the sked before we get out of here because they got the Habs again on Saturday night and then they got three straight again. It's a good thing you you always pull up the sked here because I don't know what the hell's going on half the time. So they got Saturday night. They got the Habs again. They got the Senators for for three three. straight. I know. I know. Oh, just like what our boy Dave Bastl said. Go back to our episode where we had him on. Guy's a legend. He said that, and you as well, said that if you go into Ottawa and you stink it up, it could be a determining factor. Well, I think the Leafs have now put themselves... They built in a themselves position a nice where, league. like, if they go in and have one stinker against, like, the Sens beat the Habs the other night. Like, if they go in that and have, goat. yeah, if they go in and have one stinker against the Sens, it's not the end of the world. That was awesome. But like, yeah, look, look at that. Look, at, I have it. You have it up on your screen right now. Four game winning streak. Yep. Is that is that is that is that a thing? Yeah, yeah four, four game, game winning, winning streak. And yes. the, and then they lost an OT in the other one. Yeah. 
So they there you go. They, they got a point out of that. Look at that. They haven't had a regulation law since January 20th. Look at that. Yeah. Boom. I get it. I get that we want to find flaws in our hockey team and we want to find ways that when eventually they go on that three game loser, you can all look at us and go, we told you. So we told you that the possession numbers weren't good. Ad- admittedly, admit here. Here's what I'll say. Admittedly, this is our third year doing this show. It's easier to curate a show and have content when the team is stinking. It's harder That's all sports media. Yeah. It's harder when they're winning to come on here and be like, well, and that's why it pisses us off because it's so it's so obvious that you're just grasping at straws. What shows you what, what type of world we live in? Where we gotta oh, yeah. we gotta draw yeah. straws on the negativity yeah. to have a good show. Yeah, yeah. now you're getting now oh. you're getting philosophical. On oh, that. that's terrible. Yeah. I, I just love it. I, I love everything about this season so far. Eleven two and one. You're a dominant hockey team. Like you're dominating. You're dominating the division. Yep. And I, I was skeptical, skeptical coming in that, that they would be kind of like in the pack with everybody else and, and have a, and have a record similar to the Winnipeg jets and the Calgary flames. And it's just, they've put themselves in a unbelievable position. Before we get out of here, it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the, uh, the Wayne Simmons injury. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. I feel awful for the guy. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And this team has had some injury problems to start off the year. Dermot went down. He came back tonight, but they had Thornton down. They got Nick Robertson down. Now they got him down. It's and six weeks. That's a long time. Like That's like, I looked it up the end. Like that's, that's end of March by the time he's Wayne back. Simmons looked like he was having the most fun of his life this season yep. as well. Yep. Doing what he's supposed to do. That is be a beast in front of the net and stick up for your teammates when it's, when it's appropriate to do so. I'm going to knock on wood before I say this. And I'm not like, I, I love Wayne Simmons. I love what he's brought. I, we talked about it when they signed him during free agency that like, we are going to love what he brings. But I think this year, more than any other year, you can get away with like missing a bit of that physicality. Wayne Simmons was contributing in other ways. My favorite thing about him is is the net front presence on the power play. Guy yeah. just stands in there, doesn't care at all. And he has hands to actually like yes. put one in in tight as well, which a lot of guys don't have the ability to do. So like I- I'm not sitting here saying that Simmons solely brings like toughness. He brings more than that. But like what's it what's another team in this division that scares you? In terms of like bullying, the pushing the Leafs around, none, no, team. maybe Calgary, no team makes me nervous about bullying them. the The only team that makes me kind of nervous in a playoff series is the Edmonton Oilers, and that's not Ooh. for anything bullying related. It's the amount of fire, like they recorded their first win. In three years without McDavid and Dreisaitl recording a point. Yeah. That is shocking. Yeah. That is a shocking statistic. Well, that's their that, firepower scares me a little bit for like a one, four, two, three matchup. I'm not going to lie. It's interesting that you say that because in all likelihood, like if you, if you were going to play, like play out how the division's going to, it's going to be either like, cause you would think it'll be like Leafs or Habs one and two. So let's just say for argument's sake, and because we're making fun of Habs. I think fans it is going to be Leafs and Habs one and two. So, okay. So like I said, since, since we're poking fun at Habs fans tonight, let's just say the Leafs play. Let's just say the Leafs finish first. 
and the Habs finished second. Winnipeg Jets finished third. So there's Montreal and Winnipeg in the first round. And then it's the Leafs against either Calgary or Edmonton. Because uh, what what we just saw for three games of the Vancouver Canucks, I do not think. No, they got a lot of work to yeah. do. There's no doubt about so it. So it could very well be. And can I be honest? Like, both of those matchups kind of make me nervous. We're getting way ahead of ourselves yeah, right here. Say we are getting ahead of getting ourselves. Way ahead of ourselves. Any of them, like any of them in a playoff series. Yeah. Like, let's just say the Habs end up winning the division and you got to play the Winnipeg Jets. Like, no, there's going to be, there's going to be no easy. They lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets yes. last year. Yeah, yeah, they did. A, a middling team at best yeah. that had some attributes that wasn't a good matchup for them and they lost. Cheers to, cheers to Dave Bassel, by the way, who, legit called out <laughs> on our podcast wait till torts gets a load of patty line and before B- pierre luke dubois has oh, even played a game goodness. for the winnipeg jets line's benched for the <laughs> second and third of a game poor guy now we've since learned that apparently line mouth off, but like yeah. what is this minor hockey yeah like this is like listen i'm not as hard on torts because i think he's i think he's like i appreciate that he's like he's funny He's he's a guy you you would I would love to drink a a bush yeah. with with uh, John Tortorella, but I, I understand why some players would get a little frustrated with him after spending a whole year with him. So them. like I get I get that, um, but at the same time it's like let's check the ego, dude. Like you really like you you your ego is so big that you have to make a point with your new superstar. Who's your best goal scorer already by the, like right away. Like you got to show him that like you got, you're the man in charge here. That's the type of stuff that we hated about Babcock. Yeah, exactly. We hated that stuff about Mike Babcock. Yeah, You can't be too hard headed around there. Absolutely not. Poor Patty. (laughs) (laughs) He was right. He got screwed game two. Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. Oh, that was a great tonight. Let me just say this whole year, I'm going to enjoy every second. The Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens. I'm coming after you this year. Montreal Canadian fans. I'm coming you, after you. You're challenging them to a match. Yeah, I am. Yeah, 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 I am. The wrestle. We're on the road to WrestleMania here. And I'm challenging all Habs fans to a match. I don't care about 1974. This is 2021. And I'm confident that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to come out on top. And on that note, we're going to head out this week. Thank you guys for checking out this week's episode of the show. If you like what you hear, head to our Instagram at that link right above us right now at Talking Buds Podcast. That's where we hang out the most on social media. Tell your friends if you like the show. Hit us up on YouTube. Hit us up on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Leave a review. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. Even yeah, if it's every, negative. It, like I, I, I don't. I think people don't actually understand like how helpful it is. Oh, especially the comments comment. on yes, YouTube. Like, yes. leave me a comment. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with you. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. We'll have a yeah. tilt online. Yeah. Negative, positive. So please go ahead and do that. Check us out if you like the show. Thanks. We'll catch you guys next week. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. 
Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Adler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.